if I could teach you one thing about nutrition, what would that be? Kia ora, I'm Janet, a qualified personal trainer, nutrition coach and mum of four boys. You're listening to The Riggs Ramblings, a podcast that is a space and a place for you to be while we explore the non-bullshit approach to nutrition, exercise and all the bits in between. I have a huge passion for movement and ordinary people achieving extraordinary things. So we'll have some adventures and we'll be joined by some epic guests along the way who will share their wild journeys through this thing we call life. Let's crank on into it. Kia ora, Janet here and you're listening to another episode of the Riggs Ramblings. This is episode 17 and this is where we're going to talk about are you fed? Now you quite clearly might say, uh, isn't it obvious? Maybe I'm overfed. But what does it really mean to be fed? Uh, you know, as always, nutrition is incredibly overwhelming and most clients will say to me they don't know what to eat. You do know what to eat. We've talked about this before, but it's knowing, yeah, exactly how much one needs. Generally, in terms of a weight loss situation, if this is what you are here for, listening for you know weight loss or maintenance, even, it's very, very easy to intentionally undereat. Then that can generally lead to woefully overeating and then we push past our satiety levels our um, calorific intake or value for that day so when I'm talking to clients and asking them if I'm fed this is what I'm really really asking them is are they eating regularly are you having the three meals a day and two snacks which is what I highly recommend when you're starting your nutritional journey um, if it gets to the stage that you want to lose weight and you're not reaching it the snacks possibly could be a contender we can deal with that later on but you really need to be regularly 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 eating and what should that look like so your diet should be rich in fruits and vegetables so this has been proven time and time and time again to have so many numerous health benefits uh, at minimum of what these do is they reduce the risk of severe chronic disease they reduce the risk of heart disease regulates our cholesterol baseline hormones let's not get too overwhelmed there with our hormones w-h-o-r-e hormones bit of a joke there um blood pressure uh we can um Reduce our risk of, you know, serious other serious sort of diseases which are on the borderline with research such as um, some of the more debilitating neurological diseases. We're not going to get into that today. Far out. That's way overstepping my landmark of staying in my lane. Um, You know, however, what we want to do if we are having to alter, rethink or change the way that we're eating we don't want it to be major changes because that'll simply be overwhelming that's when everything gets hard and that's when you say fuck this I'm out we don't want to be going fuck this I'm out or quitting when it gets hard it's not going to be easy nothing about it ever is easy but how can we make sure make it easy or make it easier on ourselves and one of those is are we actually being fed so Small changes is what we are better to do. It becomes far more manageable to start with one thing rather than everything all at once. So are you fed? You need to slow down to acknowledge whether you are fed or not. Are you eating breakfast, 
lunch and dinner and possibly two snacks. Are those meals containing enough? So are you hitting your protein needs? I harp on about protein and I'm going to always harp on about protein because it is one of the more important macros, so out of your carbs, fats and proteins, um, and fibre which is, is you know associated with that and our micronutrients because our protein is what is going to keep us full for longer, it helps us to absorb some of the other micro and macronutrients and it is pivotal for our bone health, our joint health and our muscle growth and recovery. So going to the pace of what you eat, there has been several studies um, recently and they just compare different speeds of how people chew, which is funny, isn't it? Imagine being in a research project for that. Um, and they often relate all, all, all those sort of things back to uh, BMI and things like that. We're not really going to dig too deep in that. I think BMI is a bit of a crutch um, or crock of shit, really. Um, you're far better to work out things on your BMI, your base cell metabolic rate. However, what this um, research and things would have been addressing was appetite, how fast people are eating, what they're eating. And when it comes to relating that to their BMI, they're simply addressing the nuances between a person with a lower BMI to a person with a higher BMI and the speeds that they eat. Um, you know, some of us are naturally slow eaters. Um, yeah. And just like uh, the previous podcast, we need to allow that 20 minutes for our brain, brain to receive the messages of uh, eating and our, getting our satiety and addressing our hunger. So we need to actually slow down our way we eat um, and make sure that we're not just scoffing. So, um, yeah, making sure we're getting lots of fibre, B vitamins and minerals and zinc, um, iron and magnesium. These things can come from whole grains um, in our diet, they, what these do is they help to reduce reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes, heart disease and some cancers. Uh, so where are you going to get this from? Whole grain variety of breads, Bergen, Vogels, um, anything else that contains nuts and whole, uh, whole grains rather, not nuts. Um, yeah, and you want those to make up the majority of the bread. Now I know that sounds a little bit silly. Uh, but a lot of breads have fillers in them. So, yeah, making sure it's a mixture of whole and refined grains, but that whole grains are the majority of the ingredients on the list um, and seeds and, and such. Um, what else can we do to make sure that we are fed and not under eating is to introduce some good snacks. Had a lot of messages over the last week about what are some healthy type of uh, snacks. So I start fairly simple with my clients um, and it can be a little bit repetitive, try not to make a boring type eating. And that's to add in yogurt. Uh, a lot of people think yogurt's bad for you. It's actually not. It's a really good snack to have. Yogurt and a piece of fruit mid-morning yogurt and a piece of fruit in the afternoon and or and either um what can this help you do it is going to help you also up your protein so we want those snacks to be fulfilling um the purpose of a snack is to reduce the risk of overeating at the next main meal and to keep us nice and steady and even with our energy and our blood sugar so you know eating a good source of protein here is what's going to help you keep full for long it's going to regulate your appetite and reduce your overall food intake so that is where something like a greek yogurt and a piece of fruit um will be absolutely bloody perfect we now uh, also talk about, um, are, you know, are we being fed? I often, when I ask people if they're fed, they'll go, oh yeah, but I don't get hungry. Well, sometimes when we woefully undereat, we actually do move past our hunger. Um, 
and some people will actually that was my phone vibrating not a fart by the way um you know can get to the stage of nausea uh, we want to avoid this at all costs we actually want to be hungry in a sense not hungry all the time but we want to address our hunger so we want to have our hunger we want to be able to satisfy it we want to utilize that energy get the hunger again when we're no longer actually having these physical senses um, then we're in a little bit of bother because it becomes pretty hard to guess and you don't want to be guessing here you want to give your body the best tools and the best options it's got to help you with your journey throughout all these things so are you being fed that means eating lots this is kind of a case where less is not more. Pushing meals away because you think that if you go hungry that you're going to succeed long term. It's honestly setting yourself up for failure. Why? Because it comes down to A, the behaviours, hormones, symptoms and signs of addressing our hunger and maintaining our satiety. But eventually, like the south and weather, there's always a payoff. There's only so long you can withhold that hunger and eventually your body needs all those things. We need our carbohydrates, our proteins and our fats. They're there for in our uh, micronutrients and our fibre. We need those. They're there for an absolute reason and that is to make our body function. And the longer you withhold those things from your body, the more they're going to want them for a start and they're going to crave them and you're going to show signs and symptoms. If you're an athlete and you're woefully underfueled if you're doing training you might do what they call bonking so you literally run out of energy and bonk you stop um, if you are a woefully underfed athlete there is all sorts of signs and symptoms that's um, really a podcast for the future with a guest speaker to be fair um, but signs that you could be doing that is that you're not recovering from training you're no longer able to progress you're losing um, your period, if you've got a cycle, you will be in LEA, low energy availability, aka you will look and feel like shit. So we want to avoid all those by being fed, all the time being fed. And this is where you get on, you know, people that start uh, new ways of addressing their nutrition will often say, well, I'm eating more than I've ever eaten before. And that's often very true and correct because what can happen is we woefully undereat or miss meals purposely or inattentively. And then we start to crash because our body um, blood sugar levels rather are low and our brain requires carbohydrates for energy so we are searching around for that quick fix and nine times out of ten if this has become a regular habit for you your quick fix is not going to be something like yogurt and a piece of fruit it's going to be something sweet palatable easily attained and very very easy to overeat aka less nutritious food could also be referred to as junk um, yeah, and so does that then address your satiety? Absolutely bloody not. So you're still going to be hungry and probably going to follow that up with something else. And then what happens by the end of the day is without even realising it or acknowledging it, we've gone well over the food we require for our day. And it kind of um, is that simple to do, really, because we are going for the high energy, nutrient void, yummy foods to give us a pick-me-up 
because we've withheld the required nutrients that our body is desiring. So some of us um, will reach for a coffee to get that three o'clock pick-me-up. Maybe it's coffee and a biscuit. For some people it might be a energy drink. Um, it could be chocolate, lollies, insert foods here. Now I'm not saying it's inherently wrong for you to reach these things. As I say, I don't advise anybody to cut anything out of their diet or restrict. But rather if you can add more nutrient-dense food throughout your day, you will reach for these things less and less. And I know it sounds silly and you, oh no, but I'll crave it and I'll do this and I'll do that. No, because it's behavioural actually. And you'll manage your behaviours better when you are fed, when you are not starving, when you're not starving yourself, and when you haven't got a plummeting blood sugar level because you're trying to starve yourself into submission thinking that that's going to help you reach your weight loss goals. Hate to break it to you, sugar, but that's just not how it fucking goes. There is always a payoff. Isn't it better to be fed, to feel satisfied, to not be craving sweets and whatever, insert word here? Um, and also, is it actually a craving too? I mean, that's probably another topic for another podcast. Yeah, so, are you fed? How do we mitigate these problems if you're not one that feels hunger? What you can do is you can set a timer on your cell phone or your watch to remind you to eat regularly uh, or to even, you could use this as a tool actually to hydrate yourself as well. I'm a person that's a dehydrated prune so I often have to remind myself to drink water. Pretty easy for me to drink lots of coffee and while that's not inherently bad for me either, it's certainly not ideal for the uh, amount of fluid that my body requires to repair my muscle currently through my high levels of training so that's something you could do uh, breakfast is sort of pretty out there really uh, if you're forgetting to eat breakfast set a reminder before you leave for work have you eaten is all it needs to say what's a good breakfast to have oh well anything really crikey we could have avocado on toast um, eggs on toast cereals fruit and yogurt um I make Dutch pancakes on our Thermomix, which is literally three eggs, uh, 100 grams of flour, 160 mils of milk, teaspoon of vanilla essence, and I crack that into a cast iron pan and cook it in the oven, and they come out like, um, they come up like a little container, I guess, and then I put my, because um, the sides rise, um, my yoga and fruit on them. Currently is... Uh, I spoke earlier about um, the timing of these podcasts. This has been recorded in October of 2022, so it's not summer yet. There's no summer fruit, and we have a high-level inflation, so food is really, really expensive. So my fruits that I add to um, my breakfasts or my cereals is tinned fruit, peaches, in fact. I buy the one with juice, the cheapest brand I can find, which I think is Pam's, and I buy the juice because it's got less sugar in it than syrup. It doesn't have to be hard. So what cereal am I eating? Point of reference, you don't have to eat what I eat, but what I do eat at the moment is, if I'm having cereal, um, is Sultana brand because it's got quite good levels of um, fibre and I like it. Then, yeah, so mid-morning uh, snack for me uh, is generally, yeah, yoghurt and a piece of fruit or cheese and crackers or some sort of other form of protein, which could be salami. And lunch, 
salad and protein, afternoon snack, and then dinner. So, yeah, I'm not going to go into a great level of what I eat because the amount of food I require at the moment to keep up with my training is more than a grown man probably needs, to be fair. So it would be a poor service to anybody for me to actually give you exactly what I eat because you just don't need to be consuming that much. Um yeah, and so set that timer every two hours. So breakfast, two hours later, snack, two hours later, lunch, two hours later, afternoon snack, and then I'm pretty sure you'll likely remember to have tea. After you've had your main meal of the evening, um, again, looking as the previous um, podcast for Time, Taste and Texture, this one is to remind you to take your time, look after the taste and admire the texture but to acknowledge your satiety levels if you're regularly eating throughout the day what you are probably going to find is that when you get to the main meal in the evening you're actually not as hungry as you normally would be because you've ultimately fed your body throughout the day you have minimized your hunger and you've risen your satiety so you may find that when you go to eat that main meal and you dish it up your normal amount that you can't eat it all and that's okay, you're allowed to leave food on your plate. That's what leftovers are for. That's what the next day's lunch is. Yum. Uh, or if you have eaten it and you feel like it's not enough bang for your buck, uh, don't rush into taking seconds, set another timer on your watch, wait for 20 minutes. If you're still hungry, go and eat. Again, think smart about that. It could be some nuts and seeds, some fruit, um, or a you know small dessert. Think of your portion sizes here. Um, the main thing is is that we want to always keep our body on a consistent level so that we're not fighting with our, our brain over who's in control here. Because ultimately, if you're underfeeding yourself, you're trying to control your body. When it's not a it's not a a marriage of who's got the better willpower, your body or your, your brain. You need to be working together. And then together, your body will do what it is you want it to do. But trying to force it into submission by woefully underfeeding, it's just a recipe for disaster and it's going to lead you probably to the bottom of your favourite foods um, in an extortionate amount. So we want to minimise that by being fed. What else can um, being fed do in terms of our behaviour patterns that can reduce our binge eating? It will reduce our overeating. And it can help to improve your sleep as well. Um, yeah, so why wouldn't you want to do it? Why wouldn't you want a more balanced eating for yourself? Because you're more likely to reach your goals once you sort this out. So yeah, are you fed? That's a little question to ask yourself. Are you purposely skipping meals? Are you doing intermittent fasting? Not bagging that. Um as long as you're actually still eating the required amount within that window and not overeating because you're too hungry. So acknowledge your satiety cues, acknowledge your hunger cues, eat regularly, fill your cup up with water and drink from it and see where that takes you. And for the love of God, give yourself a little bit of fucking time for it to work. So yeah, there we go. Another podcast episode for you here in terms of are you fed? As always, you can catch up with me um, at Janet at RigStrength.com or catch us on our socials. You can sign up for our Riggs Ramblings newsletter, which only goes out once a week. 
do save us as your favourite podcast. And I can't wait to see where this takes us. Bye.